If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. 747-3733. Now, back to Tampa Bay's number one morning show, The Mike Calter Show. 921 on The Mike Calter Show. It's 1025 The Bone. 727-579-1025 or 800-771-1025. Carmen is the great David Blaine on the phone line. Her name was Carmen, and she's not talking to me. He's ready to go? It yes. says he's on the line. She's not. Carmen? Hello? Can you hear me? Yeah, and now I can. Oh, well, oh, sorry. Yeah. Did David Blaine ready to go? Yeah, texted you. All right. There you go. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to find things. Uh, David Blaine, how are you, sir? Hey, Mike. How you doing? Pleasure to have you uh, back on this program. Can I ask you, when you were a kid, because we're about the same age, who was your favorite magician when you were a kid? Well, I mean Harry Houdini. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everybody loved yeah. Houdini. I only know Houdini, though, from Tony Curtis because of the movie, because he was long dead. But, I mean, like, there were so many magicians on TV in the 70s. Yeah, there, we, my, the one thing my mother did, which I think kind of, like, helped in my magic career, she forbid me from watching TV. So I didn't have the access to that as the normal way that a young magician would. So I'd have to go to the Museum of Broadcasting and dig up the stuff that was interesting so i found these amazing guys doing these amazing things like haji ali who was like the human fire hydrant and guys that you know i was able to get old footage of and and look at that and be like oh my god that's insane so i I think that's probably why my first show was different than all the others so yeah there there wasn't when i was growing up the traditional stuff in magic existed on the illusion side of things which we in brooklyn didn't have access to i was card tricks and stuff like that so my performers were guys in coney island on the boardwalk and stuff like that uh that's much more impressive than see so that's funny i grew up in staten island and i did watch a lot of tv and there were guys like uh you know, Doug Henning was always around, and then there was, uh, I don't know if you remember this, but, well, probably not if you weren't watching TV, but, man, I got my first magic kit. It was a Harry Blackstone uh, oh, magic yeah. kit that they used to advertise on TV all the time where you can make the little ball disappear from the cup. Yeah, no, see, I, I, I kind of went, my mother took me on a different approach, which was, you know, it started in the library, and I, I was six, seven, and I, I was looking at pictures of Houdini, and I did find that book, Secrets of Blackstone, I think it was called. So I had a book of, of card tricks that I like looked at and learned stuff from. But I never, um, my, my exposure was, was probably in a, in a good way through that first as opposed to then later looking at what there was and doing the research and seeing all the, all the magic that, that existed. But, but prior to that, in the early understanding of magic, I think I was more into, you know, the, the weird Waterbillian yeah. type. And, and that stuff. Now, so I would assume because we're similar in age and we came from the same area. Uh, t- so there was all those magicians. Then what changed before you, you, you were the third stage in changing the game to me. Before you, to me, was Penn and Teller. Penn and Teller came out of nowhere and then all of a sudden they started telling you how to do tricks and they had tricks that were, yeah. that were different than everybody yeah. else. Were you into them at all? Yeah. 
My mother took me to see the refrigerator act or something like that live on uh, Broadway or off-Broadway, whatever it was. So I saw the early Penn and Teller shows and, of course, was blown away, especially by Teller's rose trick where he, where yeah. he cuts the shadow bleeds and there he pulls the petals and the shadow bleeds. So, yeah, that... That, that they they definitely change the game. That's for sure. And then uh, David Blaine comes on, and not only doing things uh, that was—I mean, you, you blew everybody away with those specials of you the on street your magic, street magic yeah. was just—I mean—to be able to do that, uh, you know, in front of people that up close. I mean, everybody was blown. That changed the way we as fans all saw magic. But then to see some of the things that you would do with your body, and uh, and you know, just being able to to withstand uh, temperatures and hold your breath. I mean, you took it to the whole next level. So to now, for people, I, I think this is a great... Everybody always kind of goes, hey, we should go to Vegas. Well, this is one of those extra reasons because we all want to go gamble, but we don't want to lose all our money. We want something else to do in <laughs> Vegas. Yeah. And uh, David Blaine is starting a residency in Vegas at Resorts World. And uh, why, why now, after all these years, you decide to do this? Well, back to what you were talking about. So I think when you say what what was the, uh, you know, what happened, and I think what I did in Magic is I, I think I just simplified things. I think I just reduced it to a deck of cards or just your body as the prop or just the most simple things that I understood were possible as a kid. So this whole show, I looked in the theater and I imagined the insane idea of, oh, my God, I think I could do all of my favorite things for my entire career all under one roof. So it has my three craziest stunts, which took me years individually to, and to, to learn, to put together, to train, and then the entire collection of all of my magic plus new stuff. So I, I, I think, I, I think I've, I've, I've kind of put every single ounce of my core into this show in a way that I never have for any stunt or anything ever before. And I do feel like, you know, um, you know, Houdini died at 52, so I can't keep doing this once I reach that age. So this is the perfect window for me to do these shows and, and, and hopefully make it through and, and, and not end up, uh, you know, as a, as a, <laughs> like, like Houdini. He's one of the guys I looked up to. That's right. I, I, listen, I, and I don't mean to be too ass-kissy, but as a fan of yours, the opportunity to come out and see this is great. I think this is because I can't now. I mean, every once in a while I hear, do you know they hired David Blaine to go to this really rich party or whatever? Like, I don't know where the opportunities are. To, to know that I could be able to come to see you, I think, is great. And the fact that, I mean, this theater is, is I've been talking 85-foot ceilings. I mean, you can you yeah, bring the, the Sphere Aquarium. You could yeah. do it all. Uh, and it, you can find information at davidblade.com or rwlasvegas.com and, uh, and you can go out there and check out the show. Does it bother you when magicians on, because uh, I see more and more of it on Instagram now and things like that, when they're showing how to do a lot of these tricks, does it ruin it for magic or does that kind of entice people even, even more to learn how to do it? I think it's all good. I think any, anything is, is, you know, that, that, whether somebody, you know, roughs up the conversation or somebody adds good input or even negative input, I think it just, it, 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 it kind of puts flames, you know, ablaze and, and allows magicians to recreate, rethink, push harder, work harder, or even be inspired by, or say, oh, I never want to do that. Let me go in the exact opposite direction. So I think all that stuff is good. I, I like the fast motion of YouTube and Instagram and TikTok and all these things propelling magic in, in, a, in a random direction. But then I think that, you know, that the guys that are really great just push forward and come up and, and come up with better and better 
and that's better has no ceiling. You can always strive to be better. So if you look at everything around you and use all that to try to become, you know, more, you know, unique in the field, I think that's good. I think that's good for everyone. Am I getting ripped off by TV magicians when they when they like uh, here's a brand new car I'm going to make it disappear and then they I just assume they stop the camera move the car and then they go poof it's gone I, that's not that's not nearly as uh, magical as what you do. <laughs> oh, thanks. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, look, I I look forward to coming out there and see you again. If you want to get more information, you can find that at davidblaine.com or rwlasvegas.com. This is going to be huge for you, and I'm glad that you're doing this as a fan. And I can't wait to come out and check out the show. And the one thing I want to add is this is the first time that every friend of mine that I know throughout my career, through my childhood, is all flying out for this show for the first night. So they definitely believe that this is something, you know, insane and and hopefully good as well, but definitely insane and crazy. David Blaine brings his celebrities and the hot girls, so it's a a win-win for everybody in the crowd. on top, on top of that, it's also good for families. Like all my friends are bringing their kids, you know. So it's it's, it's this this show kind of hits across the board, and I purposely removed things like the ice pick out of the show, not the mouse, but I kept that. But things like like that, I removed. So I, I took away anything that would, you know, really traumatize a young kid. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is going to be the biggest thing in Vegas, and I wish you the best of luck with it, my man. It's great to talk to you. Well, thank you. Uh, have a good day. There you go, the great David Blaine. Uh, I genuinely love him. Uh, he like he blows oh, it's my amazing. mind. But when it, he goes into the Cowboys locker room and does the tri- the magic tricks, and, all, uh, yeah. and they go running away and stuff. Yeah, it's great. I told him last time we had him on the show. He did this thing where he walked into a uh, a bar, and they were playing darts. And he did a card trick or whatever, and he didn't do it. And then he took the cards and he threw them at the thing with the dart, and the dart pegs the card that the guy picked. And I'm telling you, if I didn't spend a half hour watching that thing frame by frame and rewinding it and trying to figure out how I couldn't figure it out. Similar to that is the one where he does it out on the street outside of a bar and then throws it and it's on the card is on the inside Inside. of the glass of the window. And it's like, how is that? How? I mean, did you get there two days earlier and (laughs) set everything up? But you know what? They they do do that. Like they, they do do that where they do it days in advance. Like so he in this theater that they're at. It's it's a giant theater. They built like a state-of-the-art theater, but they're still constructing it. So he went in there and saw the theater and realized that he could bring his... He does. He has this thing with it's a, a circle. It's almost like a snow globe that he goes in filled with water. Mm-hmm. And he could bring that in there. And he could do it. And so he probably went in there and saw the potential. But also at the construction phase... You can get in there and make plant things and right. escape holes yeah. and all that stuff. And I wonder if he'll do the uh, bullet catch. Uh, I don't know. I mean, even that, I mean, like, we always go, oh, man, the bullet catch. But you know it's fake. They're not yeah. really catching it. But still, to be able to pull that off in front of people. Um, Penn and Teller have been doing that for a long time, so I bet you he doesn't do it because of that, you know? Well, he did a special where he did it, and I think he did something different, but they showed, like, the uh, the metal... Like little, uh, little disc bucket. or whatever. Yeah. No, like the metal bucket that he catches the bullet in in his <laughs> mouth. Yeah, and they showed it so much. I, I mean, obviously it's all illusion right. and stuff, but it looks like the bullet goes in and you see it in slow motion. And stuff. It's crazy. I was Listen. looking at the website and the advertisement for the Vegas show, and it shows a clip of the bullet. Oh, thing. really? Yeah. yeah. 
The, I don't. The, the magicians are a very tight knit group. Uh, he is friends with David Copperfield and uh, probably Penn and Teller and all those guys. So they all they all have a mutual respect for each other. So I didn't want to specifically say garbage Chris Angel, but Chris <laughs> Angel is garbage. And I and I say that now because I did like him when the show first came on, and they took a little bit of a different theatrical approach to it. But um, when he did that thing in Clearwater Beach, oh, it was yeah. such so a, just, the just worst. so boring. Yeah. I mean, it was so obvious oh, what was, was happening. It was ridiculous. And, uh, when David Blaine was talking about the newer people, I wanted to ask him, like, Shin Lim, or, like, oh, yeah. any of those guys that he likes, or... Is it so easy for him to go, yeah, I know what he's doing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, Shim Lim, like when you watch the uh, Penn and Teller fool us, right? Uh, there are times where they're fooled by, by other Shin people. Shim fooled them Sh- twice, yeah. at least, I know of. But, like, it's funny because they come out, they, a magician will come out and they'll do a trick, and you'll try to figure it out, and you're like, I don't know how they did and then they'll turn to Penn and Teller, and they're like, oh, what, what he did was the Vermont teddy bear, and it has a name. Yeah, right. Yeah, they you know. talk in the shorthand yep. where you don't know what the hell they're saying, whatever, but the Teller's like, right? And yep. they're, they're like, yeah. Yeah, So, but uh, the, they get everything. So the fact is that when they are fooled, you know somebody has to be so good at what yeah. they do that it just blows it blows my mind. It blows them away. It's 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 great. So I now I want to go to Vegas to see the show. Yeah. Well, you said you wanted to go before. Now another yeah, now reason. I have a reason. Um, because really, you go to Vegas and you're like, I'm going to gamble, I'm going to gamble, then you're down 300 bucks. You're like, I need to take a break and go do something else. I'm going to eat at a buffet for two days. Yeah. 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 I can only go to the ice bar so many times before right. I'm like, yep, so we're in a cold bar. Well, this is cool. You know what you should do if you decide to go is David Blaine and that Meow Wolf Museum you yeah. really like. Yeah, boo. Yeah. It's cool. <laughs> <Gavin's a boo. laughs> Looks like there's a date in September, which is the one's coming up. Two or two close, September. Mm-hmm. Three dates in October. And okay. then December, right? And then December. Yeah. We could do December. December is probably the... Friday, December 16th. Oh. That's our last day on the air and we got the pub crawl. I mean... Damn. Well, you know, I was going to say because it's three hours behind, maybe we catch a flight. We <laughs> oh, my God. You're saying do the pub crawl and then leave? Yeah, probably yeah. not going to work out. Let's do the pub crawl to yeah. 2024. No, Monday. That no, Monday will no, be, yeah. No, no. Yeah, everybody loves the pub crawl on a Monday. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll figure it out. I think this will be huge for him. I really do. I mean, this is one of those things where when Lady Gaga does a, uh, uh, you know, she's like, I'm just gonna yeah. go to Vegas and do shows there. Will David Blaine cry if one of his shows gets canceled, like Lady Gaga and Adele both did when their shows in Vegas? <laughs> David, canceled? David Blaine doesn't seem no? like a crier, and Adele got canceled in Miami. So I mean, uh, the Gaga so shut up. Man. And if he does, it'll be blood. Yeah, he'd turn in the coins. <laughs> Plus, he doesn't really tour that I know of. It's like you know, that's what I'm saying. The only yeah. time you're going to see David Blaine is when you go to some rich guy's house and he hired David Blaine to walk around and yeah. do tricks, or if you work for Google at one of their year end parties because they yeah. always pay for him. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we got to take a break. Uh, uh, we'll come back. What happened? No, nothing. Huh? Huh? What? <laughs> nothing. Well, you, you can't just moan uh, and not tell us what happened. Nothing. Did your tummy hurt? Oh, man. Unclean time? No, oh, no. I did, didn't mean to m- make a noise. But you did, though. It's okay. usually something happened. Uh, no, uh, I was just looking oh, over no. at the commercials. That's it. Nothing you went, happened. You didn't, you didn't go, huh? You uh, went, uh. 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 Huh? Oh. You not want me to go to break? No, you can do whatever you want. I'll take this oh, phone call. Wow, right. oh, uh, Mike Kelton, show. Good morning. Very condescending. <laughs> Hello, like your face. Hello. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, I called in for tickets, and I wasn't very good at my email address. 
<laughs> what? what? Uh, Carmen needs to get his information. Uh, I, to talk to me, yeah. I oh, called yeah. in for tickets, and I wasn't very good at my email address. You weren't no, very I good forgot. at phone conversations either. I know it. All right, hold on, buddy. Hold on, Carmen. Okay, thanks a lot. Okay, all right, no. man. No, just uh, <laughs> slide in her DMs. Uh, Carmen. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, Someone's uh, calling the hotline. Uh-oh. Do you want me to answer it? It's Spike. <laughs> it's David Blaine calling back. <laughs> I really liked you guys. I'd yeah. like to talk more. I'm going to yeah. send a plane for you. <laughs> so just so you know, a little little behind-the-scenes thing, each time we have one of those people on the air, like Taryn Killam or David Blaine or whatever, we have like seven or eight minutes with them. So that's why I always keep it short, because sometimes it takes seven minutes to get the interview rolling, and then I have to wrap it up. So if you're ever driving going, why is he so quick to get off the phone? Do we have to? Yeah. Uh, I could talk to those guys forever. I have a million questions about... Harry Houdini, I'd love to sit there and talk to uh, David Blaine about. All right, Carmen, if it's okay with you, we'll take a quick break. Wow. It's the Mike Calda Show. This is 102.5 The Bone. You're listening to Tampa Bay's most listened to morning show, The Mike.